Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I am doing all right, sitting here in my matching shirt that you got <laughs> for us. I would, well, I would get a matching shirt for the two of us. You get matching shirts for the two of us. You just we, did recently. We have multiple matching I shirts. I know, I know. I'm, we I'm usually no Mitch get them over when here. we travel. Yeah, what, what's the, oh, I got like a concert t-shirt for the both of us. No, you got the Dead Valley. Oh, the Death Valley shirts. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, and the that's National right. Park shirts. That's right. I don't, I didn't buy that with the intention of matching. I bought that with the intention of not getting into an argument over why did you why did you get a new <laughs> shirt? <laughs> why didn't you get me a shirt? So now I know if I if I buy a t shirt if I buy anything for myself really <laughs> I have to also buy it for Teresa. That's not true. Come on. Only if it's cool. I got you the concert t-shirt yes, that I got. Yes, you did. I like it all. I got you the Death Valley shirt. Yeah. It's like everything I get, I have to make sure I get get it for you too. Because that's what we do. Yeah. And if I don't, you end up stealing mine. And I can't steal your stuff. That's what's unfair about... <laughs> I went on a... I didn't go on a rant. I just made a point on the 90 Day Podcast that one of the most unfair things to happen in recent recent time i would say when it comes to men and women is the dad bod becoming ah. hot right it's unfair <laughs> just it's flat out unfair that i can sit on the couch have a beer and my physique is appreciated right the flip side of that i would say is that guys can't steal their girlfriend's clothes or their wives clothes the way that you girls seem to like to take hours my favorite hoodie is always gone. My T-shirt is gone, <laughs> right? I can't pull that off. I, I wouldn't be able to 
fit into your Well, t-shirt. full disclosure, sometimes when I do laundry... Disclosure. <laughs> well, We're full disclosure. There you go. Sometimes when I do laundry, I kind of like get confused with our matching shirts. So I sometimes put yours into mine and I put it on. And I'm like, oh, it's a little bigger. And then you just end up wearing it sometimes. Love it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about our clothes. We are here to talk about episode nine. I can't believe it's episode nine. I can't. Honestly, I feel like we've been watching this for longer. Oh, I don't feel that way. And here's, I think, why I don't feel that way. Because we've been watching this show all over the country, all over the world. We first started, the Mm. first time we watched an episode of season 15, we were 30,000 feet in the air flying back from Europe. Then, (laughs) then we watched an episode in Boston because we were at a wedding. And New Jersey because we had a layover in New York. True. And then we watched an episode in Connecticut on the family vacation. So for some reason, it doesn't just feel like, oh, we've sat down for two months in our living room and watch this show. That's it's, true. It's kind of helped the time fly by. And I like this season. I do too. I also feel like maybe I feel that it should be farther because just three or four episodes are the weddings. And for me, that's <sighs> all like a one thing, right? All that's the weddings. Point. That's a good point. But we are here to talk about episode nine. Before we do a little housekeeping, you know, we got to do it. Follow us on social media, in particular, Instagram. Follow us at Married to Reality Pod. Some good things are happening over there. Some memes you may Some have heard about. Some reels that John Some works on. reels. You guys chat with us. It's just a fun time. We like to hang out on Instagram when we can. Teresa and I love to hear from you guys. So message us, follow us, at Married to Reality Pod. We love it over there. Also, another place we love hanging out, the Patreon. And today, September 1st, is the best time to sign up for the Patreon. Yay! If you guys aren't familiar with Patreon, well, they charge you when you sign up and then you just get the renewal charge on the first of every month that follows unless you were to cancel your subscription, which would be sad. But that means if you sign up today or if you join us today or the second or third or fourth of the month, you get to enjoy that whole month and then you're not going to be charged again. For 30 days or so. Yeah. So it's the best time. It's the best time to join us on Patreon. And the other good reason you should join now is because we have a poll up for what show we're covering next that ends Friday night. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, let's not say what's winning, but let's just say something is winning. Yeah. Something is significantly winning. Well, you want to say? I feel like we should say, we should tell our friends what's up. No. Uh, we can say all right. Okay. Okay, you don't want to. That's fine. Uh, well, we're gonna tell. We're gonna announce it on when a, there's a winner. All right, we'll post it on Instagram. Uh, you you would be a terrible politician. You would announce you won before you even won. Well, that it, it's called predictions. Okay. CNN predicts that <laughs> Joe Biden will be the okay. Do you, you want to do? You want to do United a, States of America? Do you want to do a married to reality predicts? <laughs> sure. Let's do a married to reality okay, predicts. All right. Okay. All right, so we put up four shows (laughs) to be voted on. They were, in no particular order, just as I remember them, The Real Love Boat on CBS, The Real Girlfriends in Paris on Bravo, The Single Life on TLC, and House of Ho on HBO Max. (laughs) We got a clear leader, I will say, with about... 
24-ish hours to go. Yes. So Teresa predicts that the single life on TLC will win our poll. Yeah. By the time the poll is closed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. It seems like it's going to be the winner. So it's a if, prediction. Yeah. I, I would agree <laughs> with that prediction. So if you are into the single life and you want to hear our coverage, I because now I feel like we're announcing it. And no, we're not. There's a good chance we'll be covering that on Patreon. I'm not saying, I'm not promising it because anything could happen. You said I, I'm not a good politician. I am because I predict. That's good. All right. So <laughs> that's what's happening on the poll. You'll know for sure what won either Friday night or probably Saturday because the poll closes at 10 p.m. on Friday. But yes, the single life has a significant lead. Yes. So let's see if my prediction will come true. But we'll post it on our Patreon, of course. I yes. mean, am I right? Yes. And we'll also post it on Instagram for you guys who are waiting to see what's going to win to come over. Yeah. One thing for sure that's going to be over there on the Patreon in the month of September is the Love is Blind After the Altar coverage because they're dropping that in the middle of September. I think it's three episodes. So we're going to throw that up there. We're going to cover that. Audio only for the Cousins Club, audio and video on the family affair level. So that's as for, a bonus. As a bonus. A, yeah, that, an additional bonus. That, that, that doesn't take the place of any show. That doesn't take the place of any bonus. That's We just wanted to throw that up there for our patrons. So that will definitely be up there in September. And then whatever show wins, right now it looks like it's going to be the single life. Let's see. Let's see. All Let's right. See. Stranger things have happened. I know. Stranger but you're not the predictor. I'm the predictor here. All right. So All that right. is Instagram, patreon.com slash married to reality. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, the one you're listening to right here, wherever you're listening to it. It's so easy to follow. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the mermaid experience. Minus the tails. It didn't get tails. Sorry? They didn't get those like little floppies at the end. That's all they got. No, 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 no. You have the tail that basically it's your legs, two in one. Mm-hmm. It's like a giant fish leg. Yeah. And then you're supposed fin. to get a flop the at the end. There was no fin. What? He, they didn't get the fin. So it just came to a... It looked like a freaking sleeping bag. They really? Were, they were swimming in a sleeping bag. Oh, I must have just envisioned the tail because I expected no, I it to be there. No, I think the... The, I don't know what to call it. Instructor? The, the mermaid instructor. The master mermaid? I think she did have a nice tail. Yeah, I would or hope nice so. Fin. They, they looked like they're in a giant sock. Oh. I was, I, I was. It as we were watching. Uh, I couldn't get my eyes off Ben's abs, so then I, I had a hard time looking oh, at boy. anything else. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dream physique right there. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow morning and get to work. He's too cut. He's too lean. He's too lean. Yeah, he looks like he needs to eat something. Yeah, like but a lean it, cuisine. Like a lean <laughs> cuisine. All right, so smash like it's as hot as that. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, you guys know we love the love. We love when you send us love. So if you haven't and you do, thank you. Um, and if you already have, thank you. So just thank, thank you for listening. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you guys for being you. Yes. And, and hanging out with us. All right. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> let's talk about this episode, Teresa. Are you let's, ready? Let's start. You smashed it like it was hot. Let's start with Morgan and Ben. Welcome to Mermaid School. Grab a tail. We were looking for something to do this Labor Day. No. Teresa, I think we found it. <laughs> Teresa, I actually did find it. I found a mermaid school in Miami. Really? In Miami, a little bit of a drive. 
but we could get there. $150. Okay. They say you will learn how to swim like a mermaid with other adventurous aspiring mermaids while expressing yourself in a unique way. Interesting. This Interesting. is not how you want to spend your Labor Day? Um, I mean, I would want to get the fin. Well, we would, no, we, would, we would make sure we had a proper mermaid tail. Yeah, I was trying to find it, but I can't, I can't find it. I'll show you later. An I'm image sorry. of them? Image of the non-existent Yeah, if fin. you're going to make an accusation like that, you need to have evidence. No, I do have the evidence in my hat. I told you why we were watching. <laughs> terrible they, politician, ter- terrible witness, terrible no, lawyer. They, they put it on and they were standing in it. Right, they were standing on it. So I think it folded over probably behind them. No, I don't no. Wanna, I don't want to defend this hard because I don't know. I'm just assuming. I like really want to find it. I'm just assuming. Should we pause the podcast and come back? No. Okay. We can keep chatting. I'll find it. No, because it. you're... you're Bearing your head into your iPad, I can't have a conversation like that. No, you can have a conversation with me. I'm telling you, I promise. What I've if we? Co- what if after our break, then we'll come back and we'll verify? Because it's, it's not a big. It's not a big deal either way. Oh, I don't know if I can wait that it's long. It's not a big deal. Either I way. don't know. Like now, you made me question it. If you question me, then I'm like, come on, oh. Teresa. Come okay, on. I mean, oh, I'm right. So okay, all right. So they're at this mermaid school. Whether there's a fin. Or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is that they're there. That's what matters to Morgan. She doesn't care if Ben's got a fin on or not. She cares that he's there because it was clearly her idea. And she's clearly trying to see what she can get Ben to do to prove that he's into this. Next week, we're going to see Ben being forced to do a fire walk to prove his love. Really? No, but I'm just saying <laughs> any matching tattoos, anything Morganton can do to see if Ben is in this or not. Well, next week looks like Morgan is out. I I know. So guys, we're watching. <laughs> it's it's 10 minutes till the end of the episode, so things are winding down, and all of a sudden it seems like the show comes back and it's Morgan and Ben having that altercation argument standing outside. And I thought it was a skit. Me too. I thought it was going to be an ad for something because it just seemed so unnatural. And then it turned out that was a scene from the next episode. Yeah. And I go, well, what's going on here? And apparently Ben's been telling some lies to Justin about Alex's. Right. I mean, about Morgan and then Alex's told Morgan. Classic I don't know. Ben. I just don't see him like, I don't see him gossiping. Maybe he gossips. Who knows? But. I can see. It's free. Gossip see, is free. Well, yeah, I can Talk see is Justin cheap. gossiping. Yeah. Justin. I said Justin. Why did I say Justin? Oh, boy. But I don't see Ben. No, I, I don't. Right? Either. And I'm curious. He's like trying so hard. I'm curious. If people have different definitions of gossip because maybe as they're encouraged to do, of course, because they're forced to live together. They're somewhat encouraged to talk to their fellow castmates about the process. That's why they all live together. So maybe Ben was just going to talk to his friend to get some advice. And Morgan sees this as gossiping or sharing secrets. Yeah, I can see that. It might not be the case. We got to wait to find out. But just that promo was so strange. I know. It was like if SNL did a Married at First Sight (laughs) <laughs> Skit. Okay. Yeah, like he hands a bouquet over to her and she like reaches her hand and drops it. 
Yeah. And just like, like what? The camera angles felt a little different and just everything felt a little different. But I don't know. I'm excited to see what comes next. You say they needed a, a fin, a proper fin. Yeah. I did write down that they needed something else. They needed wigs or they needed seashell bras. Like it was very just throw on this sleeping bag and get in the water. There was no other accoutrements. Like if you've ever seen The Little Mermaid, there's yeah. a whole array, whole a whole gamut of things you can put on. Maybe this was like a discount. It was a Groupon, so they didn't get the full outfit, but there was nothing to it. There was a sleeping bag. Maybe it had a fin. Maybe it didn't. It did not have a fin. But it had a bin inside it. <laughs> and a pink one. <laughs> I think she's really a chunk because she's like, oh, which one do you want? And Ben is like, well, which one do you want? And she's like, I'll take the green one so you can have the pink one. Yeah, she's she's hazing him. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. This is the love episode. We're actually drinking love tea. We are drinking love tea. I got that John hooked just... on my favorite tea. Well, you guys know we're trying not to drink alcohol during the week now. And so I want to drink a little something more than just water. So not a sponsor, but puka? I think it's puka. Puka? Puka? I think puka would sound just bad. I would not name it that. I um, think it's puka. I love those teas. Puka love tea. And so this is the love episode. We're drinking our love tea. Look how that worked out. It's... Guys, it's an herbal tea. Yeah. A lot of herbs. Yes. A lot of herbs, but it's called the love tea. It's I delish. Love it. It's delish. So it's the episode where everyone talks about love, their experience with love, and they share with one another, and they get prompts from the experts. Well, you mean the booth and the food baskets? That's all I would need. Uh, I agree. <laughs> like a nice, like, oh, I don't know how to pronounce this word. But Charcuterie? Yes, thank you. you nice go. charcuterie uh-huh. and a bottle of rosé all day with the roosters on it. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. Um, so Morgan and Ben are the first to get the basket and, and they talk and Morgan brings up a past love of hers because she has been in love. Yes. And she talked about him like he's still in her heart. That was like a love. She was like a serenading. I think she's still in love with him. Yes, is what I said. Yeah. Well, you said it in a more poetic way. Oh, yeah. I'm just, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, laying it right out there. <laughs> um, she was like, yeah, we, we showed up for each other every day and we made it work every day. And I'm like, well, not every day. You guys did break up. But she's going out. She's like talking about it as if they're still together. Yeah. She's like, it was a genuine love. It was beautiful. He would, he would fight people for me. It's like, are you still with him? She <laughs> like, wishes. Does he know that you're married? She, right. <laughs> She'll find, he'll find out. But Ben has never been in love with well, a person. I like how he clarifies. I've never been in love with a person. Well, I think a lot of young people don't know what love is until you find that one love. I mean, he's like, 29. All right. I was, first time I was in love, I was 26. And it was with you. Because <laughs> I met you when I was 25, but I had to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not a love expert by any means. Theresa may disagree with that. But I kind of think you do need experience to realize, oh, this is love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you, I thought when I was younger, 
oh, I probably loved my high school boyfriend where I was breaking up with every other week. That was probably love, right? Yeah. And then you grow up, you get older, you move to the US, you realize that everyone dates everyone. <laughs> this, is, this is just people's <laughs> general plans. People grow up, they move to the US, then they find out that that was just high school. Oh, I'm, talk- I'm talking about myself, but yeah. then I realized like everyone dates everyone. Like dating is a real thing. No one yeah. really is in a relationship. It's tough because it's tough out there. It's tough to find someone who is the right person. So you date and you date and it sucks and you date and it sucks. And then you meet someone yeah. and then you're like, oh my gosh. And then you're like, damn it, this is love. And I just, I just think that what I'm saying is you learn what you need from experience and you learn oh i didn't like that oh i like this oh i need someone who does that i need Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't steal my t-shirts i need and then you find out what what love is or what you're looking for when it comes to love and that's why i say it takes time i think ben's old enough to have i think he was in love but maybe he doesn't know it or maybe it was the love that it's not love and maybe he also knows that because he wasn't perfect. Because he said he was cheated on many times. So that also messes you up quite well, he, a bit. He brings up this long-term relationship he had. But the unfortunate part is that it was during a traumatic time of his life. Right? Yes. There was a lot of challenges, a lot of stress. And so things started to fall apart because Ben was focusing on other things. And he makes the point, I'm still just trying to figure it out. And then he goes, like, on the honeymoon. I had to take a step back and kind of assess and realize what I did. And he's talking about the nurse comment. Yes. And I think this is very enlightening because he shines some light onto why perhaps he reacted the way he did about this whole nursing thing. Yes. And then he brings up his upbringing in an Asian household where everything and everyone had to be perfect. The kids, right? Yeah. They had to be excellent at school, doctors, mathematicians, Top universities, right? Yeah. And so he was saying, because, I mean, he has, what, a master's degree, a PhD, something like that. I think forget. he has master's for sure in mathematics. I forget. What has but, been, what has been, the, uh, electrical engineer. Yeah. So I don't think he went to an Ivy League school. So maybe that's why he feels like he's not enough. I don't know. Who knows why someone would think they're not enough? Well, but he was saying that. He well, said, he's not a I doctor. Never- well, it's because he's not a doctor. His True, parents, his parents said, if. If in our family, if you're not a doctor, you're you're not enough. I mean, being a, a mechanical engineer is very close to that. Electrical. That's but <laughs> but he projected this onto Morgan, this whole, oh, you're not a doctor, you're a nurse. No, and no, it's like, you're not even a nurse. Right. <laughs> right. Which I don't think it excuses what he said or did by any means. But I could see how being raised to feel the way he was raised to feel of, oh, if you don't achieve the highest level, then don't even bother talking about it. Yeah. When when Morgan goes, well, I'm this, but I'm going for this. It's like, well, then don't even talk about it until you yeah. until you get there. He didn't say this like you are saying, but it makes sense. And I don't know if that's what he was thinking, but I can go, okay, I could, I could see maybe that. He yeah, that makes a lot of like, sense. Yeah. Keep working. And then when there's something to celebrate, we'll celebrate it. I yeah. would, I would argue that Morgan has every reason to celebrate her entire journey. Absolutely. But I was raised differently. Yes. And 
Morgan and really appreciates him opening up because this is a new bin. New bin who this? Because yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> he opens up about his past and he is um he is the V world, the V word. Um, Excuse me? He's the V word. David can speak. Vulnerable. Oh. Say it? Vulnerable. Yeah. I would have I would have caught on if you had just tried. <laughs> the V word. Damn it. The V <laughs> Word. This uh-huh. is crazy. What do you call it? The tongue twister for me. <laughs> a little tongue twister. V word. V word. You don't even use your tongue really for that. It's well, I'm using lip, something and that's not letting me say it correctly. But yeah, um, this was this was a big moment in the relationship and a moment where you go, ah, oh, maybe there's hope. Maybe. May- maybe there's hope because Morgan becomes this this caregiver almost and which she is as a nurse right and and great bedside manner and tells ben you are enough right don't feel like you're not you are enough and they start going back and forth and and ben's like you're enough and no you're enough no you're enough no you are Uh, enough everyone is enough i mean i had enough of that conversation (laughs) but i think it brought morgan's wall down which was hard to say because I was about to say Morgan Wallen, which is a country singer. Okay. <laughs> um, brought Morgan's wall down and she softened and she's there for Ben. And I go, oh, I think from this point forward, she's always going to be there for Ben. But then we saw Not. that SNL skit. <laughs> and I don't yeah, so. I don't know. I, think, I, I don't see them getting closer. That's a that's an interesting observation. Like they're being fr- and I get it. Maybe you have to start as friends. Right? Not necessarily. You can but, start with lust. A lot of people start with lust. Yeah, but that, that wears off. Look at Alex's and... Justin. Yes. Well, I don't know what that was, but... Yeah. Or what that is. But that's a good observation is even in this, oh, you're enough, you know, it still feel... It doesn't feel like husband and wife talking to each other. Yes. It does feel like maybe friends or like college roommates or something. You know who they, you know who they remind me of? Danielle and Cody from the Chicago season. Oh, that's a deep pull. And I don't know if I remember. Cody, oh, Cody lived outside of Chicago. He had a gym. Oh, yeah. And Danielle was a city girl. She was did a nutritionist. Cody always, did Cody always have that belt <laughs> hanging between his legs? Yes. That like floppy white belt? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it was the same thing. There was nothing wrong between them. Actually, Danielle didn't even hate Cody. They didn't have all these fights, but they just didn't click. And they were trying, they were trying and trying, and they said yes on decision day, mm. trying to be friends, and they ended up divorcing because they never crossed that path. Yeah. Never right? got romantic. Never got romantic, exactly. Yeah. They were talking, they were hanging. This could this could be that again. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some drama over here for yeah, sure. But. Before that, though, we get a little Korean barbecue night. Ooh. Ben made dinner. This was a nice gesture. Ben made Korean barbecue, lychee martinis, and koju. And I didn't know there were at-home Korean barbecue setups. We cannot. Well, I saw this and I was like, Definitely want to get that because <laughs> it's delicious and fun. And then their smoke detector went off and I said, 
our smoke detector goes off when you just open up the oven while it's preheating. Literally. <laughs> so can No, we cannot get it. But I would love to do a Korean barbecue. <laughs> I love There's Korean barbecue. There was a barbecues. great place in New York City. There was a great place in New York City. Uh, we Which never one? went. We, we never went. went. I went with my work peeps. Yeah, I forget where it was. It was in Midtown. It was on like a 35th between like maybe fifth and sixth. It was in the little it wasn't in China, it was in Koreatown. You know how Korea I heard about Town. it. Uh, okay, you know how I heard about it? How? Uh Bourdain. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Um so they're they're doing Korean barbecue. And then this was maybe the funniest part of the episode for me. And then there was some comical parts. This was maybe the funniest part. They're just eating. And Ben is like, <laughs> do, you, do you want to open up again? <laughs> I like that laughing. Do, do you want me to open up? Like, it's like should, I, should, I, should I go? He like, <laughs> he found this moment that they had last time uh-huh. and, it, and it was nice. And he's like, how do I recreate that? <laughs> do, you, do you want to open up again? <laughs> Mark is just like, I'm good. I'm good. So Ben opens up. So Ben's like, all right, well, someone's got to open up. <laughs> I, I, I see how this relationship works. Someone needs to open up. Oh, that was so good. So he does. And, it, and it's, it's, this is not funny, but he tells the story of his past and yes. how he was discriminated a lot when he was growing up. And the only way he was able to deal with that was just to be extra kind, to be a people pleaser, to be overly kind. And Morgan relates to this. Yes. She's like, yeah, I used to be a people pleaser too but there was one person i couldn't please and it was her dad and then they have this conversation and ben is asking her like how did you become who you are today and she goes like like basically how did you become morgan yeah and she said i did when i cut my dad off yeah it's just a little sad hey if there's people who are negatively affecting you then you, you have to i know but it's tough with parents Okay. Like, no matter what, I could never cut my parents off. Well, knock on wood, that they wouldn't do anything that would deserve you cutting them off. I'm not going to get into the laundry list of things that a parent could do to a child, but there would be things that would require one to cut their parents off. At some point, they are your father or your mother. They're no longer your mom or dad. Right, they're your biolog- they're they're what biologically brought you into this world. They're if- babies. No, I'm not talking about yours anymore. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking about people. Okay. Right? Just because a parent has a child, it doesn't make them this holy person. They have flaws. People have flaws. Yeah, I mean, if, absolutely people have flaws. And if they're impacting their children negatively, you might have to cut them off. Listen, I get it. Some parents are shitty. I'm not yeah. saying they're not. But I'm saying even if I had shitty parents... I would still not cut them off. Yeah, you're you're saying this from a privileged point of view, and and so am I. But I don't want again. I don't want to get into the terrible things people do to their kids. I know, I know, yes, I know. What yes, you're you saying. would, or and maybe you wouldn't, but you you would hopefully have someone in your life that would help you separate from that and go that this is really having a no, negative no, impact. I get that. When I say I couldn't cut them off, I just. Maybe I wouldn't be talking to them. Maybe we would not have a relationship, yeah. but I would still want to know somehow what's sure, going on. Sure, you'll never on. completely. Yeah. I mean, that's Morgan is still talking about her dad, right? You're, yeah. You're not going to pretend they never existed. You just don't need to go see him at Thanksgiving. Sure. So, yeah, Morgan says, I, I cut my dad off, made all the difference. And that's kind of where 
the segment ends, she tells Ben he needs to reflect on himself and realize he is enough, and hopefully he can move forward stronger than ever like she did. It ended on a really positive note for them. Mm-hmm. Until... Wait for it. The upcoming scenes. So, before we move on, she was kind of coaching him on how to start loving yourself. And I just thought of this. I think it is important. Like, if you want to be in, like, a good, healthy relationship, you need to be happy with yourself first. Because if you're not... You will never be happy with someone else. You have to get to a certain point of your life when you, I'm not saying everything has to be perfect, but you have to be in a good state of mind to be able to open up to someone else. I think that's true. Just thought of it. Well, it's it's a cliche saying at this point. What do you mean? Oh, you can't love someone before you love yourself. People say that all the time. Yes, people do, but I, I don't even... Do I love myself? I don't know. I never thought of it. I don't think I love myself. I don't hate myself. But like loving yourself. No, you, lo- is- you love yourself the way you love me. Like I'm not perfect. Right? True. You're not you're not perfect. True. I I can love myself. I mean, I'm very close to that. Very close. <laughs> I can love myself and know I still have imperfections and things I need to work on. And I love myself more for acknowledging that. So just like you can love me going, well, I know he's not perfect, but I love him for who he is. I think you can love yourself. I just don't like to use the word love. I know you don't. We've talked about this. Because or I vulnerable. Just, Those two words are very hard for you. At least love is love, the pronoun. But love but makes you vulnerable. I just, I just, I would say I like myself. I love you. Well, that's but I like myself. I want you, I want you to love yourself. It just sounds weird to me. I think it's, it's sound- equal. I think I think we both mean the same thing. Yeah. Just for me to verbalize and say, oh, I love myself. It's so strong. There's, and it's like, do I? I mean, the other day I was telling you I need to hit the 10 booth because I'm not 10 enough. I mean, but that's, that's would I love super, myself when super, I get 10? Stop it. That's superficial. No, I'm kidding. I'm but, kidding. But there is this narcissism. It sounds narcissism. If you just walked into a room and were like, I love myself. That sounds narcissist. Yeah. It's a, it's a quiet love. I don't think you need to say it. Are you happy that you are who you are? Yes. Then I think you love yourself. Okay, that's fair Everything enough. Everything else can be tweaked and worked on and evolve as a person. But oh, if, if you're happy that you are <laughs> Teresa, then I think you love yeah, yourself. Yeah, I am happy that I'm Teresa. Okay. Can we talk about <laughs> this next couple, please? Let's talk about Kristen Mitch and Luna, who loves humping her <laughs> Tempur-Pedic bag. She was like consummating her Tempur-Pedic for sure. Isn't it a brand? Tempur-Pedic, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a fancy, fancy doggy bed. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky Luna. Lucky Luna. All right. So probably, probably Mitch, if he knew how much Kristen paid for that bed, he would not be happy. I did not think so. So they're at home. They're cooking. I guess Mitch got promoted. Seems like maybe he got yeah, promoted. Some something something happened. Because they're talking about life goals, and oh boy, oh boy. Kristen's like, I want to focus on us, of course, but also babies in the near future. And on top of that, I have some entrepreneurial dreams. I want to flip houses, and she quickly. I'm not gonna say she catches herself. But she is aware of how that may sound to a guy like Mitch and says, maybe put a sustainable spin on it. Mm-hmm. Right. We could we could do efficient house flips. And I'm listening. I find this interesting. 
I'm curious. Mitch, on the other hand, is just in the kitchen pretending he's Salt Bay, <laughs> not paying attention at all. Just like, cool, great, cool, a little seasoning, a little salt. But then I think something catches his ear and he goes into his rant. Let me ask you this, Chris. Environmentalism interests with social injustice and rising house prices in San Diego, pushing people out. Only the rich can afford houses. So how do we address that? She wants to make money, Mitch, not to go broke while flipping. And yeah. I hate to say this, but people do flip houses for a living. Look at Stasha. Like, she flips houses for a living. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder what he thinks about that. It, it is. And I don't know enough about it, but... There are people who go into a neighborhood, buy up the houses for pennies on the dollar because they're decrepit, put shoddy workmanship into them, like apartment grade upgrades, and then sell them for way more than they should be sold for. And now people who maybe could have afforded that house and fixed it up themselves or, or had someone else help them out, they can't afford this flipped house. I get that. But, but it's not on Kristen to solve. No. It's on it's on HGTV and all these other shows, flip or flop, flip this, <laughs> flip me off. They're promoting this idea and everyone's becoming house flippers. And yeah, I again, I don't know enough. I don't know the research, how much it's affecting the housing market. I have to imagine it's affecting it a little bit at least, but I don't know if it's enough that, mean, he, that he deserves to get this upset about it. Inflation's affecting the housing market. Airbnb. Well, stop doing that. Stop, stop doing the straw man argument. Stop doing that. We're talking about house flipping, so don't then just go and say, "Well, all this other stuff is too." Well, I never thought of flipping house. And this is just me not knowing anything about this, guys. But I never thought of that house flipping affects the housing market. Of course, it does. You're increasing the price. Well, yeah, but you fix. I would hope that you fix it up. I know, but. I get what you what were costs, saying. That labor what labor saying. costs more than materials. So you're having someone else go in there, buy the materials for cheap. A lot of time it's not house slippers. A lot of times, at least because when I was looking at houses, I looked at a couple of houses that were flipped and my mom's a realtor and goes, yeah, these aren't the best upgrades. How do you know the houses were flipped? Does it, does it say in you the can listing? So if you look, go on Zillow, you see a house got listed. Yeah. You see it got bought. Eight months ago, oh. and now it's back on the market again, oh. and it's all renovated. You go, oh, oh. someone someone bought it just to flip it. <laughs> Got it. Which okay, it's a business, right? It's 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 yeah. a very popular business. It's a good question though. Is it affecting people's opportunity to buy homes? I I don't. I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't know either. But I think it's a great business for handy people who can buy the house. And fix it themselves. What is Kristen going to do? She'll be the investor. Well, yeah, but then she has to hire people right. and all that. It's like not as lucrative There's sure. a lot of people who are very handy. Well, we don't know who- if she is or isn't. We're, you're going to make an assumption she's not. We don't know. Maybe her family is in the... Maybe. Uh, we don't maybe. know. We don't know, right? It's her dream. This is her entrepreneurial dream. I mean, I say go for it. Yeah, I say go for it. The way she was saying it, I don't think she was saying we're going to go redevelop an entire block. Yeah. She was like, I want to buy a house or two and flip it. Let's see. Let her try one. Yeah. Right? Oh, I'm going to let her try more than one. There's Mitch no, needs to. There's no harm in like, yeah, go for it. If you want to try it out, try it out and let's see. But Mitch, that's nah, not going to fly for him.
So then we cut to them having the love conversation. Kristen admits she falls in love easily. And her last loves have unfortunately ended catastrophically. I get that she loved the guy she said, oh, yes, when he proposed to her, right? Yeah. But I feel like saying that she falls in love easily sounds really bad to me. Like if I, let's say I was dating someone and Mm -hmm. the guy told me, oh, I fall in love easily, I would be like, eh, next. Yeah, I guess. But it doesn't sound... I think it's a red flag. Falling in love easily means that you don't go deep. Like you're not, you're looking for, what are you looking for if you can fall in love easily with people? I would just say to play devil's advocate, maybe some people aren't looking for a lot. And so, again, I don't think love is a choice. I think when we talk about the effort that you put in, sure, that's the choice. But I don't think the feeling or the attraction is a choice. And so maybe Kristen just feels and is attracted to more people than we are. Exactly. Attracted. Attraction does not equal love. No, I know. And so her saying, oh, I, I fall in love easily. I don't buy it. I think she gets connected with people easily. I think she gets attracted but to m- men but maybe easily. That's, but maybe that's love. You know the feeling we get when we're together, mm-hmm. right? It's great. I, to me, that's the definition of love. Like I feel better when I'm with you. Yeah. And maybe Kristen has that with other people. There's this feeling, this sense of, oh, this is love. I don't know. But I see I'm how, just saying I, what I, I see how you, Jonathan, how you, I'm just saying what I think. Right. I see how you could <laughs> lean in and go, oh, you fall in love easily. I don't know that I would like brag about it and be like, oh, I That's fall. my thing. I, I, I would say, oh, I was in love before. Yeah. I would leave it at that. Yeah. Because falling in love easily, it's just... I don't know. And I think it's also I'm being a little extreme when it comes to this because I, you know, that I don't say love a lot. I say it to you all the time, but because you're special. But other than that, I just don't use that word that often. And so when someone says I do it all the time, I'm like, I don't buy it. I feel the same way about people who would vocalize that I don't fall in love easily. I would say keep it to yourself. What good is going to come if you if we started dating and you told me, well, I just so you know, I don't fall in love easily. I'd go, well, you never met me. Yeah. You, I, you've never dated me. So you didn't fall in love with those guys easily, but I'm different. So I don't see what comes from saying either or. Yeah. Take it case by case basis. Oh, I you're agree. with You're with Mitch and let's see if you fall in love with him and Mitch vice versa. See if you fall in love with Kristen because Mitch goes, I haven't been in love. He says it flat out, but he can sympathize with Kristen and her catastrophic relationships because his parents had a bad marriage that mm-hmm. ended in divorce. And so they both have experience with these failed relationships, but they agree, oh, our life right now as a married couple is better than when it, when we were single. Yes. And that's a huge thing. Do you buy that? I think I do buy that. For, for both of them. You think Mitch thinks his life is better and Kristen thinks her life is better. I do. I do. I think... Well, I think Kristen thinks because she wanted to be married. I don't think she loves this whole environmental extreme behavior. Yeah. I think Mitch does like her, but there are things that he doesn't like about her. But I think like flipping houses, right? There was a lot he didn't like about her from day one. But then he flipped. Out 
on her. Well, it seems like the more every week he's finding. So it's not like they started in a great place and then he's starting to find some some ruffles. Right. It, it started out bad and then it got good. But now it's bad, bad, bad again. I don't think it's bad, bad, bad. I just think they're getting to know each other. I still think that Mitch likes her a lot. I, th- I think Mitch wants to make it work. I think if they are not going to make it, it's going to be Kristen who's going to say, I can't take this. Interesting. I really do okay. think that because I think Mitch really flipped. He went from, oh, I'm not attracted to her. I don't know what's going on. She has too much makeup on. On her wedding day, Mitch, to <laughs> him actually being comfortable with her. They hug all the time. They cuddle. They walk Luna. Like I think he is into this, but I think she's slowly realizing that this is going to be more difficult than I thought. What I really respect about Kristen is, yeah, I think she does realize this. She's quick to vocalize it. And yes. here she brings up again, I think we're in a good place, but I don't always feel heard. Like when I was spilling my heart out about my entrepreneurial goals, I I felt like you weren't listening. I, I didn't feel heard. And Mitch was like, yeah, I should have been more serious about it. But because of my job and my passion, I just, I just can't be a hypocrite. And Kristen's like, well, I'm not going to live a life of guilt. And this is a great example of if you're married to someone who has different political views, right? I think a lot of people cannot make it. A lot of people just, it creates. Well, just recently, I would say just, yes. 15 years ago, a Democrat and Republican could be married. And that's no what I'm saying. They could have made it. They were able to make it, right? So... The Democrats believed in whatever Democrats believe in, same for the Republican, and they lived happily ever after. Same thing could be for them. Mitch can believe in this extreme environmentalism. She can believe in environmentalism. You see how it dropped the word extreme? Yeah, but... And they can make it, but he needs to cut her some slack. Well, that's okay. But then that's not staying true to his beliefs. If she comes home with a new Louis Vuitton bag... He's going to flip his shit and she's going to go, I worked my ass off for this. I but he should know this thing. But then if he's she, not staying true to himself. I, if she comes home with a plastic water bottle that she bought at a store, yeah. I get it. He would be mad. He's like, why did you do that? Get a, get a water bottle, right? Yeah. But if she buys something nice for herself that she worked for and those Louis Vuitton bags, I don't have, I don't have one, guys. <laughs> you never will. Well, I may one day, but... I believe that you buy that bag and you have it for years because right. a it doesn't Reuse, really go, it's a reusable bag. It's a reusable <laughs> bag. It doesn't really go out of style. It's from a good quality leather. At least I think so. Yeah. Right? I touched one. Okay. And so it's not that bad. And if you want to make yourself happy with something like that, I think that's fine. But small things like plastic straws and plastic water bottles that Mitch hates, sure she right. can adjust. And that's why I'm saying. They need to meet in the middle, and that's that's what they need. It's <laughs> it's one of the three C's of married to reality. One of the three C's to happiness. It's compromise. Yes. They need to obviously communicate, consummate, and compromise. Mm-hmm. And they've consummated now. Mm-hmm. Kristen's doing well at communicating. And Mitch does too. He yeah. just he voices his opinion. That's he tone. Just does, that's where yes. his tone He just comes doesn't in. know how to voice his opinion. Yeah. It's the tone. You're yeah. right. So then now we just need to work on the compromise. Yes. And I think there can be a compromise, but he needs to. The f- 
just because he doesn't make a lot of money and he wants to save the planet, that doesn't mean that if Kristen makes a little more, she works hard and she wants to get something nice here and there, yeah. that she should be stopped from doing so. I agree. So Let's cut to the karaoke bar. All right. John, guys, full disclosure, John is the biggest karaoke fan I know. If you guys are a fan of this podcast, you know yes, that I'm, one of my biggest compliments that I've ever two. received <laughs> was when we would karaoke in New York. There was one time we were at a bar, St. Mark's karaoke bar, and I was doing my thing. I think I was launching into probably the second verse of Wonderwall. Oasis. No, it was the one in Midtown. We went for my friend's birthday. No, this is not the story I'm telling. Oh, okay. It was, okay. We were on St. Mark's. And uh, I, 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 I think maybe I just finished the song and someone came up to me and said, oh, excuse me, excuse me um, do you run the karaoke here? <laughs> and I said, no, I do not. But thank you for saying that. He well, thought so- I, I ran the karaoke at that bar. I know I was there. Was it the place that you walk up the stairs? The stairs in the front. Yeah. yeah from yeah. the sidewalk. Yeah. 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 And the bar is right there on the left. Yes. And then I sang in the back right corner all night long. But The bar is on the right. But and guys, I'm not bragging like I'm a good singer because I'm not. I'm not bad. But I'm not a, I'm not a good singer. But I do what, what Kristen does, which I think is what people enjoy is a little bit of crowd work. Mm. People like the crowd work. No one really wants to sit there for four <laughs> minutes and listen to you sing. But if you pick a good song that everyone can sing along to so they can get involved and you do some crowd work before the song and the musical breaks, you're talking to the crowd, you're keeping it interesting. People love it. John loves it. Teresa, we set up karaoke in our kitchen when we're alone and the two of us just sing. <laughs> yeah, we do that. We do karaoke every couple months by ourselves. And we fight over the mic. Very true. Very true. And so, then we do, when we get a little drunk, then we do these duets. Yeah. <laughs> we have enough mics in this place. We should just hook That's up. That's very true. But then we need an audience. Like, so I'll sit at the, the kitchen <laughs> counter and like watch you and then you sit and watch me. It's fun. But I saw myself in both of them in this scene because Kristen gets up. She does a little crowd work. She sings her song. Then Mitch gets up and he freestyles. Which is something that was wild. Not bad. Not bad for Mitch. You know why he loves it so much? Why? It's free. <laughs> it doesn't no no price gouging, no house flipping. It's free. He loves rapping about his wifey and Pastor Carl. Oh, that was a that was a maths rap. It was a maths <laughs> rap. Yes. Um, <laughs> why do all karaoke booths look like they just need to be fire extinguished with Lysol? Like, they look like murder rooms. Yes. Or sex rooms. Yes, they look very... No, the sex rooms in Amsterdam looked way cleaner. <laughs> than the, And we had gone to... Pre-COVID, we went to a karaoke booth with our it friends. It was so shady. It, it yeah. was so shady. Yeah. When but it was fun. It was very fun. When there's cameras pointing out the front door with TV screens showing the security <laughs> footage when you walk in... <laughs> You know, it's going to be good, but they all look like that. It's like, can we just get like a, it's the lighting and the furniture and it all looks dirty and you know, they're not cleaning down between every sweaty set. And Yeah, I know. I need to work on my songs. A lot of my songs that I like to sing are not very crowd friendly. Depressing. What are you talking about? Who do you think you are? Well, that's Jar of Hearts. It's yeah. People like that. People like my Jar of Hearts. Okay. You don't think so? Let's keep going. Okay, let's keep going. Um, 
They finish singing. They eat. I hope they wash their hands because uh, after holding the mic that everyone's holding, I hope they wash their hands because they're eating like wings. But they sit down and they talk about the house flipping. And Mitch says Again. It, it triggered him. <laughs> it triggered him because everyday families who want to buy a home can't because developers come in and flip homes and sell it for more. And it's a little predatory. And Kristen's like, well, I'm not trying to be this huge corporation. I just want to be compensated for the fruits of my labor. Right? Mm-hmm. Mitch just staring off in the distance the entire time Kristen is trying to make her point. Yeah. And she said, I learned a lot about environmentalism and I just expect you to support my dream because I support yours. Yeah. I don't buy Starbucks coffee in the plastic cups anymore. Yes. I Baby buy, steps. Yeah. I buy the plastic cups from Starbucks that you can refill. Refillable. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I, I get it. The world's full of injustice. And yes, we need to do our part. And Mitch calls her out for kind of sounding vapid and inauthentic inauthentic right inauthentic and this sets Kristen off have I ever called you inauthentic and Mitch is like well I didn't call you inauthentic and Kristen comes at him with the G word gaslighting are you gonna gaslight me and say I didn't call you inauthentic well he kind of did gaslight her because he did call her inauthentic and when she called him out he said he did not that's not gaslighting that's just lying so what's gaslighting? I don't get gaslighting then. Gaslighting is not as, it's more intricate than lying. Nah. It's a long game nah. and, you're, and you're trying to make someone question their reality, which you could argue, oh, now she's questioning her reality. He goes, wait, I thought you did. No, he's just lying. That's just a simple lie. It's okay. For, it's okay to just call it a lie. I would just say, why, why are you lying to me? You, of All course right. Just, let's, let's call it lying. You know, I hate the G word. You do. You know, I hate it's the G word. 20, it's on the 2020 do not use Oh, is list. it? I think so. Good. Because it's over. It's gaslighting, zooming. I love saying zooming. Because you know what is inauthentic is using the word gaslighting. People just use it because, oh, yeah, I heard someone else say, oh, yeah, this makes me sound smart. It's inauthentic. Use words that that are close to your heart and that express how you feel. Not just, oh, I heard this buzzword on Oprah. And so now I'm going to use gaslighting. You know, I hate it. I I think it's fine if you know how to use it properly. Of course, of course. No, there's and a- you don't use it all the time, right? Yeah. Um. So this this just kind of made everything explode. The only thing that's not sustainable in Mitch's life are his relationships. <laughs> yes, and have you realized? I don't know. I don't think you have. She wears a very natural makeup, but she puts a little makeup on. Now okay. he's fine with it. Yeah. A little makeup. Well, there's a touch. Yeah, I think she looks good, but Mitch needs to take a chill pill. And he's going to because they're going to clean the beach. Beach clean up day. It is Kristen's idea. Yes. She planned a day at the beach that started with a cleanup, as all good days at the beach do. You go there with a big hefty trash bag. You walk the beach for an hour and then you sit down and you earn that picnic. And they did. They sat down and Kristen again needed to talk to Mitch. It's funny, every every time she does something and goes somewhere to talk to him, they then need to go somewhere else to talk about <laughs> what happened at the last place that they were at where they were trying to talk about something. That's so true so because they're like, going to talk about the karaoke. She's like, I, you know, I brought you to karaoke to talk about the kitchen and now I'm bringing you to the beach to talk about karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she brings up 
the houses once again, right? And basically saying that she wants to be appreciated. Yes. And not just, and Mitch says, well, I appreciate you. This is great. You set up the picnic and the beach cleaning. She's like, not <laughs> just for this. Like, just I want to be heard and appreciated in general, not because I'm going to clear a path for a bunch of turtles to get to the water. Uh, which is, uh, this is great. It's great. Yeah. Absolutely great. I love turtles. Love turtlenecks. We almost, but we almost got killed because we were getting off a highway <laughs> and there's a, true. and there's a turtle crossing the off-ramp and Teresa's like, stop, stop. I need to get out and move this turtle to the side of the road. I'm like, we're on a highway. No. And luckily we were able to like slowly watch that turtle get off the highway without us Luckily, because our car. they were like, we were getting off the highway. There were four lanes and the two busy lanes were turning left, which was the lane we were in. And the two right lanes, there was like no cars. Completely empty, yeah. So and that's where the, the turtle was. Yes, and the turtle made it, guys. We watched her. Yeah. She made it all the way. Yeah. Beautiful. But moment. I was about to go and save her. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kristen's just basically like, I bring a lot to the table. I want you to realize that. I don't want you to manipulate my dream to something negative. And that's basically it. She thinks, oh, I'm going to start to resent Mitch if he continues to feel this way and, and treat me this way. And so Mitch is saying, yeah, I am grateful. It ends, this segment ends, but she's gone three weeks without mentioning that stupid hat that he wears. <laughs> but that, like that Indiana Jones hat, right? That's his vibe. If, if she can go three weeks without mentioning that hat, Mitch needs to learn to just ease up a little bit on some it's, other things. I don't think, I think this is, the best Mitch can do. Oh, yeah. She can do much better. But this is the best he can do because she's cool. She's pretty. She's smart. She has a good job. And she puts up with this bullshit. <laughs> environmentalism isn't bullshit. I take it back. I do take the nature seriously. But That's not his only bullshit. Like the, the wedding the whole, day yeah, stuff. Yeah, the whole thing. And, like with his bullshit, yeah. And, and twisting her words. And, I just yeah. wanted to clarify before I get all the shit. Yeah. From people. But yes, she puts up with him. And so Dean needs to step up his game or she's going to be out. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's probably a good place to take a break. Yes. If you agree. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with the rest of these couples. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. Do you want to tell our friends if I was right about <laughs> that mermaid tale? Well, we had quite the eventful break. We refreshed our love tea. <laughs> and then I said, all right, let's replay the footage. Let's take a look. And I'm still torn. No, I'm right. You have to say it. There, You are right that the instructor, we're talking about Ben and Morgan's tail. They don't have a tail. They have the mermaid Okay, maybe it is. Okay, they have a tail. Oh, that's the sleeping oh, bag. They don't, have the, they don't have the fin, the flap, the beautiful thing the that in, fish have. The instructor has a premium fin. Imagine if you see a fish without a fin. I would be like, what's wrong with you? How did you even swim? Yeah. What I was reacting to is Ben and Morgan do have little, and you can see it more before they put it on. They have these little like uh, things that shoot off the side. That's for their that's for no. their feet. But I thought you just meant it was going to be a flat bottom. There's going to be no, nothing, no shape to it. Well, that's, they're basically, they have shoes. Yeah. 
They don't have the beautiful you're more, fin. You're more right than I am. They're, they don't have the beautiful fin. They don't look like real mermaids. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. So we're back to talk not about <laughs> Morgan and Ben again, but about Stasha and Nate. We're picking up with them who are also having their love conversation. And they're in a pool, actually, but they're not wearing fins. No mermaid not pool. Even a, not even a sleeping bag. Not even a sleeping bag. They got champagne, though, and they're ready to talk. Stasha wants to know where Nate is on the love spectrum. Foot out of ten. Um, if if this makes you feel better, then forty out of a hundred. Dude, that's literally the same thing. <laughs> I love how he said that. Like she didn't understand what four out of ten was. Four out of ten. Yeah, forty out of a hundred. Well, oh, not good. Stasha is almost in love because she's eight out of ten. Eighty out of a hundred. Sure. Um. Yeah, and maybe maybe the the discrepancy here is that Stasha is looking at love as a commitment, mm-hmm. not a feeling, which is interesting. She so she's saying, which also isn't good. She's eighty percent committed. She should be a hundred percent committed. I think. Yeah, I, I think. Love and commitment are two different things. I think they're two different things. She said, I see love as a commitment, not a feeling. So then if you're 8 out of 10, you're only 80% committed. I don't think she fully understood what she said. But, but I am team Nate here because she's pushing it too hard. And he's like, I want this to last. Let's get to know each other. Let's make it happen. I get it. You have a timeline, right? But who said you have to be in love by decision day? Stasha says that. Right. But it's not the rule. You should be comfortable. You should be heading that direction. But if you don't say the L word after two months, that's okay, bitches. Right. The only word you have to say on decision day is yes. Yeah. And then love can grow. And feel like you need to have feelings. You need to have, it must be something, whether it's love or you feel like you're heading towards love there must be something for you to say. Yes, obviously, right? But that's not the rule that you have to be in love by decision day. But for Stasha, it is a must. And because she's pushing this so hard, Nate is getting annoyed. And I get it. I would be getting annoyed. Yeah, it's a false timeline. It's a false timeline. Thank you. You're creating more stress by putting it out there. Again, it's good to talk about things. Communication is one of our three C's. But all this love talk and where are you on the love scale? And if you guys aren't exactly the same number, you're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. If he said he was a seven and she's an eight, she might not vocalize it. But in her head, she's going to go, why isn't he an eight? Why isn't yeah. he more? Why isn't he a 10? So this whole game, this whole love spectrum game is nothing mm-hmm. but problems. And yeah, just play it day by day. As you said, Therese, as long as you're moving in the right direction, then love can come after six months, after 12 months, right? You don't need it after eight weeks to say yes on decision day. What I didn't love about Nate's response, though, was when he was trying to defend why he's not as close to love as Stasha is. He's saying, I want to... I want someone who knows my favorite candy bar. I want, we haven't even gotten drunk yet. And I get that. So get drunk. It's been three weeks. What are you waiting for? You got yeah. a bottle of champagne right there. 
I bend over and butt chug that thing. You know why it's important to get drunk together? Unless you just don't drink alcohol, which is a different thing. Because a lot of people cannot handle themselves when they're drunk. And a lot of issues come out. But I am a big believer of the fact that when you're drunk, you say the truth. Right? Or you say things that maybe you wouldn't say sober. Yeah. Right? But I think they need to go through that. They need to see if you are a dramatic drunk or a fun drunk because you eventually gonna end up drinking around people. Not everyone gets drunk, Teresa. You have to get drunk with your partner. Uh, Come on. I I, I would disagree. I think that's that's a must. I would disagree. I agree. I mean... (laughs) With yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I agree with myself because A, can be fun, but B, you really... like. you and I know we've gotten drunk together. But we're of both times. we're drinkers. We are, but not everyone's a drinker. And that's what I'm saying. If you're not a drinker, that's fine. But if you do like to drink and go out, yeah. get drunk together because you might end up being in a situation that one of you do get drunk and you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know how they're gonna react. And then you have to deal with it in public, mm. around your friends. This way, you might know. You might be like, "Hey, babe, I think like four glasses of wine. Like, let's let's continue at home." Or you yeah. might be able to you might be able to avoid some crazy scenarios. But that's like saying, "Oh, I need to see how my my partner reacts in every circumstance before we get married." No, just drinking. Just drinking. Just drinking. Okay, because I was gonna say, "Well, how about how do they how do they react when?" They become a parent. And it's like, nah, well, that's, you know, there's, that's, that's all right. later. So just drinking. Just that's, drinking. That's clearly very important to Teresa. <laughs> I just think when you get drunk, a lot of things come out and a lot of people cannot handle each other when they're drunk. Okay. I think if you are a drinker, guys, I'm not telling I'm not telling you guys if you don't drink alcohol to get drunk. No, that's not what I'm saying. But if you are a drinker and you like to go out and have fun, Get the drunk together and see what happens. But I'm serious. But you're putting alcohol before the person. So say you really enjoy the person and then they get drunk and you're like, I can't deal. Well, maybe that maybe that person would change their drinking habits for you. No, I think you need to because you don't want to change anyone. Teresa just wants a drink. It's been like four days since she's had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> no. And again, it's a different circumstance because they're married. But I guess I keep looking at it from someone who dated. When you date, you need to experience it all before you commit, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I said it's part of it. It's part of the experience. They are married. So maybe, yes, they might change their habits for each other because they are in this commitment. Yeah. But I still think you should do it. All right. So they go inside and they start talking about measurable relationship goals. And Stasha, ah. Stasha brings this up and, <laughs> and tells Nate, it seems like he, you just want to be in the moment, but forget the moment. Let's talk about goals and let's talk about measuring our relationship on a spectrum. And Stasha goes, everything has to be measurable because we have to make sure we're moving forward. And Nate's like, I, I just know we're good and I want to get to know you. I want to understand your soul. I want to know what family means to you. I'm like... I don't know what Stasha's saying, but your mm. your diet is word salad too, because I don't know what you're saying either. Nate. I'm still team Nate. Mine is the soul search because I'm not into that stuff. But yeah. I get it. Like he basically is saying, let's take it day by day. Let's get to know each other. Let's have fun. And then see, instead of like basically making an Excel spreadsheet of their right. love. Right. And that's and what Stasha's saying. Like that would 
That would scare me. Yeah, for someone with seemingly so much confidence, I'm starting to see that Stasha really doesn't have that much confidence. I told you that at the beginning of this season that she is very confident when it comes to her job, when it comes to her work life. Yeah. She is not confident when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very clear. And even if she says she is, she's not. Because if she was, she would not be asking all these love questions that they are reassuring. Yeah, she needs constant reassurance and reinforcement that, yes, he wants to be here. Yes, he loves me. Put a number to it. Tell yeah. me what percent. Very, yeah, very, very little confidence in the relationship department. So new day, they're on a cooking date. They make some dinner and they sit down to talk and... Stasha checks in to see how Nate's feeling after the argument. And Nate's like, it's all good. Like, and he thinks he was coming from a positive place. And he thinks Stasha was coming from a negative place. Stasha disagrees and was not happy to learn some of these things. Wasn't happy to hear that Nate was in a relationship for two years and he wasn't even in love with the girl. And makes, makes her think, oh... Maybe we'll be in a loveless marriage and that scares me. And they like, that's not, that's not the case with us. If, if there was no love, we'd be at a zero out of 10. I clearly said we're at a four out of 10. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you feel better? I'm still team Nate. Guys, I'm team <sighs> Nate. Colin, yeah. are you team Nate? <sighs> are you team Stasha? Um, not, I can't be team anyone here because I think they're both wrong. I think they're both handling this very wrong. Yes, I agree. Stasha started it, so I'm team Nate in that aspect. Stasha started with the whole, we need to do this, tell me how you love. I don't think Nate's response was very good. He's being a little stuck in his ways and can't adapt and figure out, okay, how does she need to be communicated to to make her feel better about this? Yes. So that's why I'm not team Nate either. I just think he's getting annoyed. He, He is. He is, and he asks, are you scared of me not loving you? If that's the case, why don't you just say that? And Stasha's like, it's a choice. Either you're going to love me or you won't. It's not a choice. The effort is the choice, and remember, that's how she views love Mm. is the effort. And Nate's like, okay, I just need to let you know I really like you. Yeah, that was was bad. Now I'm team Uh, no one. See, that's what I'm – his words are wrong. He shouldn't be forced to make these – these declarations of love if he's not feeling them, but choose better words. I I think I like you is not bad, but it sounds harsh in English. It sounds really harsh in English. Uh, yeah. It doesn't it is. sound harsh in Czech, but it sounds harsh in English. Yeah. Especially after a love conversation. If it was just sure. if you're just walking down the sidewalk and I really like you. Nice. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. If it's like, I love, how much do you love me? Eight out of 10. And it's like, I like you. That's really bad. That's, sounds bad. Sounds sounds bad. Sounds bad. But what else do you say if you don't love, you like? Yeah. Because there is nothing. What other words? Like I, you cannot say, oh, I'm falling in love because that's not true either. I know. I know. So I don't know. It's just, I think it is what it is. It just sounds harsh. I agree. We should come up with a better word. Something between like and love? Yeah. Really like. Even if he said, I really like you. Yeah, that's... that's, <laughs> that's it. John just came up with it, guys. Well, people say it all the time. 
and they also don't lead into it this big declaration of, okay, I just need, I just need to let you know, baby. I like you. Yeah, or maybe that, he did say really like. Maybe he did no, say. No, did he? I really like you. Let me see. I let think me, he said I really like you. Let me like look you. at my little tiny notes that I should probably be looking at a little more. Uh, he said, oh, he said, I really like you. There was a pause. Yes. That's what it so was. So he okay. said that. So yeah. he said that. Not bad. Not bad. All right. We'll, we'll give him a pass. Let's move on. Let's move on to Alexis and Justin. Again, having that love talk. This time, they're ripping a hookah. Yep. Justin says he thought he was in love once to this girl he lost his virginity to. I think that's probably why you thought you loved her, Justin. But he says he turned into a yes man with her. Okay, I have a lot to say. I think Justin lies a lot and he doesn't... You know what people say that when you lie a lot, then you don't remember your lies? Yeah. Or he makes shit up to make himself sound good. But he said, I love this girl. I lost my virginity too. Yeah. He was engaged. So is it the same girl? Because then you, on the so. other hand, you're talking about how, oh, girls just want you. And uh, everyone wants to have a piece of me. It's like. I think so. So, so. so what is it? I think, I mean, he's 33 now. He says he lost his virginity at 20 and he was trying to save it for marriage. So He only banged once? No, I think he was trying to save it for marriage. They probably got engaged. Maybe he was like close enough, banged. They broke up and then he had a decade to bang. Okay. I just think he needs to maybe tell his stories a little differently because I'm getting confused. I think if he was going to lie, he wouldn't say he lost his journey at 20. He'd be like, oh yeah, I lost when I was 14. Like, <laughs> right? It doesn't sound much better to be right. honest. Well, you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying, but yeah, he, I, I just don't like his storytelling. He's <laughs> he's a storyteller, and I feel like he exaggerates or he acts. Well, everything is over the top. Not, yes. There is just something about his stories that I, I cringe. Yeah. No, it's his over-the-topness. It's, it's a lot. And so he says he turned to a yes man. He got walked all over. She broke his heart. And Alexis is like, let me ask you a personal question. When you were growing up, was the love one-sided? And it was. Justin said, yeah, I was always trying to please my dad and get his love. I was giving him love, but not receiving it. He wouldn't give me love. Everyone's trying to please their dad. There's a lot of daddy issues. A lot of daddy issues. Here. And so then Justin asks if Alexis can tell him how much she loves him. I want to hear, how much do you love me? Right? Not really. No, yeah. not, you won't tell me? Why? Why? Well, I'm uncomfortable because of the inconsistency, a.k.a. the vagueness. And she brings up the candy store. But I'm with her. I'm with her, too. She shouldn't have said it from day one. Yeah, well, she didn't say it on day one. She said it on the honeymoon when she, <laughs> was, wore, she was wearing her pink glasses and Justin was good. All, everything was good. And he kept saying it so much that she was like, fuck it, I'm just going to say it. But she's not in love with him. And That's now after what happened, it's hard to say I love you if there is so many issues. Yeah. So I get it. It's a new day. Beach picnic. Did they do any beach cleanup before this? They did not. How dare they? They better, they, better did some, they better did something after. 
Mm. Like clean up after themselves. That's Hopefully. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the beach picnic is set up. Alexis asked Justin how he pictured himself as a husband before getting married. And he's like, you know, just being a great listener, being supportive. Not good enough for Alexis. Yeah, she's like, that's it? That's all you got. <laughs> well, those are two good things. Alexis is like, so what's the difference between just a partner and marriage? And for Justin, it's with marriage, there isn't an easy way out. Okay. He said there is. Well. No, that with marriage, there's no easy way out. You're married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. right. And then they kind of talked about, oh, so if we weren't married, would you still be in this relationship? And Justin says, yes. I, I just want to back up and because I think it's an interesting question with the difference between being just a partner in marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is one. No, there is not. I don't think there should be one. There, you share your credit card. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, some uh, people. But at least... And a last name. Some people. For Some people. For me, now there's a difference between dating and marriage, for sure. No question. But once you're boyfriend, girlfriend, once you're in a committed relationship, I don't see a difference. You should be treating with the same level of respect. You should be on your way to becoming married. Otherwise, get out of the relationship. What are you in it for? Yeah. I think the difference between being in a relationship and being married is a big-ass party. Okay. That was good. Yeah. But when it our comes, wedding, guys. Our wedding. When it comes to the level of commitment or seriousness it's or how you, how you treat the person, why would it be different? You're going to treat your boyfriend with a lack of respect or you'll treat your husband with respect? It doesn't make any sense to me. You're going to do more for your husband than you would your boyfriend? Well, then why are you dating your boyfriend? Don't you want to become your husband? It doesn't make sense to me. So I, I was team Justin there when he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just once you're married, it's harder to break up because it's legal. Yes, but did he say, because I, I don't know if I didn't pick up on this, but did he say that it should be the same? Because I well, feel like he's the type of person who wants was, to have things better. No, his response. expects better things. Alexis says, what's the difference between a partner mm. and marriage? And Justin's response is, with a marriage, there isn't an easy way out. True. So he's basically saying that's the difference. Um, so yeah, then Alexis does ask, would you be in this if we were just dating? He and says, Justin would, but not Alexis. She would be <sighs> out. Because she wouldn't allow someone to be so vague. Or lie to her. That's, I'm adding it to the list because, Big. yeah. Yeah. Overused. Yeah, put it on the bingo card. I also wonder when someone leans into something this much, sure, it could just be their word, or are there things we're not seeing that are actually vague? Because there's like one or two things he's done where, like, I guess that's vague, but she uses it so much where I go, maybe he's doing something that's really vague or saying things <laughs> that are really vague and we're just not seeing them in the edit. I don't know, but I can tell from the way she talks to him and from her facial expressions and her body language, she she is turned off. Yeah, I, I don't think remember, she's I really there don't. because I think she honors the experience, but I think she made up her mind about this whole thing. Well, and, and she does honor the experience because she says she's a runner and she's staying because they're married. And that's the name of the game. That's why... You, Married at first sight is the experiment, is the process that it is. It's because when things get tough, sorry, you're married. We'll stay in and try to work it out. But 
I don't know that Alexis was ever that into Justin. I've said it from day one. I don't think she's that into him. I agree. She, I was mind blown when she said, I love you. Mm-hmm. But now we see that, oh, that was kind of just, she said it and she doesn't feel that way now. So I don't think she's that into him. No, I don't think so either. He's, again, I think she's more of a badass and he's just too much. Yeah. He's just too freaking much. Yeah. The, the factor, the variable that you have to take in with everyone is that there's cameras there. And so maybe some people just want to be nice. Maybe Alexis doesn't want to come off as rude. Mm, so she's, she's she's playing into it more than she would if cameras weren't there. But I really don't see her being that into Justin. No, she's not. Mm. I think maybe she was into him before. I'm not saying love, but right. like him. Before but he after- cried every other Crying afternoon. and the dogs and him lying and then yeah. we saw the fight on the Nest camera and this whole thing. I'm just like, this girl is there to honor the experience, mm-hmm. but she's out. Yeah, and I respect her for that. Yeah, totally. Um, let's move on to Miguel and Lindy and a new part of the relationship, <laughs> Steve. Steve's always there. Steve's always there. He loves doing this. And let me ask you this. Why don't we live in an apartment complex with a beer on top? Do you think, that, you know, you could pour your own beer and bring it outside? Well, I do, but I also think that a lot of people started doing the WeWork thing. I don't when think you put taps somewhere. Apartments do that? I, will, I mean, I think it's a great idea. Guys, call in if you've heard of an apartment with a beer tap. And tell us what it is because we could have moved it. I feel like they just, <laughs> they pour themselves a delicious looking hazy IPA and went out on the balcony. I don't know that they... So why would you, I mean, I, I'm going to go Mitch on that. Why would you use a plastic cup if you already had a bottle? Because you, you can't show the label of the beer. Ah, uh, smart. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, right. I mean, I'm still into the idea of a beer on tap, right? obviously. Yeah, you got to get drunk with with your loved ones to see how they act. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So Steve's there to talk to Miguel about his experience with Lindy at the housewarming party. And you know what's funny? I expected this. I really? expected Steve and the grape to <laughs> get with Miguel and, yeah. and talk about it because it was very intense. And from a friend's standpoint, red flags, I, that was... I get it. She was drunk. And that's what I'm saying. She was drunk. This is Lindy being a little <sighs> drunk. And that was not good. Because if, if she does this again and again and again, that is going to affect the relationship. So what's the next step? You're going to go out, but she's not going to have a drink if she wants to. But so so what was it? Because Steve, Steve is alarmed by Lindy's behavior. But to me... He was turned off by Lindy's thirst for healthcare. It wasn't necessarily her, her actions or her personality. It was how thirsty she was for that free healthcare. Yes, but do you think if she was sober, she would be saying all this to his friends? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe with a different tone. Like her tone was very aggressive. Yeah, and I only say it because I think, again, producers come in and say, yeah. have the healthcare talk. So I think it would have come up, but... Either way, Steve was like, yeah, I don't know about this. This is a huge red flag. A huge red flag. And I was surprised to hear Miguel actually said, yeah, it turned me off too. To the point where I was questioning who I was married to. And I get that. I was questioning who Miguel is married to as well. Yeah. I, I hate, like, honestly, that was a turn off and I'm not even married to her. And I just watch her on TV. 
Yeah, but let's not forget about Miguel coming in with the, so when are you going to take my last name? I know yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a standard marriage practice, but so is getting on each other's health insurance. No, it's not. that You have your own. I have my own. It makes financial sense that way. But a lot of people, when you're married, you get on health insurance. So it's just as reasonable to ask for health insurance as it is to ask for you to take my last name after two weeks. True, but at least Miguel wasn't losing his shit over it. No. And I think that's what it well, comes down one, to. Because one is life or death. And the other is not. Yeah, well, that's what it comes down to. It was her tone and the way she approached this. Not that they had the conversation or they both were wrong, but that was just, she acted like she was a little girl who's upset. And Miguel is a little older than her. Steve, I guess Stevie's also definitely in his mid-30s, right? That was a big red flag for someone who looks at Lindy losing her shit in front of everyone and especially in front of Miguel's close friends over something like insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Steve comes out and calls her Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. And wonders when's the other shoe going to drop. I can, kind of, I can kind of see that, to be honest. That she's oh. a little Jekyll Ooh, and Hyde. This episode in particular. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. I mean, we could talk about it right now if you want. If, you, if we're done with Steve. Uh, I just wanted to add one thing. Steve said he's worried that Miguel turned off yeah. his red flag detector. Uh-huh, the RFD. And Miguel is worried he might have too. I want to say no, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you got to replace the batteries. Uh-oh. But yeah, let's talk about it because I'm not sure what moment you're referring to. Okay. It's not a moment. It is her just her overall being. In this scene. So we're at the apartment. They're going to have the love talk. The love talk. What do you think it takes for you to fall in love, Miguel? And he says, time. And then he's like, yeah, I was, was going to say that too. Well, whatever it takes to get on that insurance. Yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> well, it doesn't take any more time to get on that insurance, right? We sent that in. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> and Lindy goes, in a relationship, you see people tired. You see them angry. You learn how to deal with that, and it, it takes time. You see them drunk, Teresa. Yes, of course. Yes, and now I I, I know what you're talking about. I follow. I okay. follow. Okay. And then he's like, yeah, it takes time for all that to come out. And Miguel's like, it's funny. I wouldn't stick around for that. I, I'd say, see ya. Bye. Lindy doesn't like this. Lindy hopes there would be grace. Add grace to the bingo card. I freaking we'll, we'll, hate we'll it. We'll get bingo tonight alone. I hate I hate how they use the word grace. I don't mind using the word grace once. Yes, but I think it's too it's too much. Well, she's religious, so it probably comes from her religious background. I get it, but she says grace. Say, use it, use it once. <laughs> um, she's like, I hope there'd be grace. But Miguel goes, grace isn't a bottomless pit. You can't just expect me to stick around forever. And, okay, one, the mood has really changed in this relationship and just in Lindy ever since she asked for health insurance. Like, things seemed so fun and light and Mm -hmm. goofy, and Miguel was talking about his boner, and they're getting massages, (laughs) right? And now, ever since the health insurance, things are so serious and heavy, and this is what I'm picking up on. I don't know if you saw. Lindy had a different look in her eyes. 
this yes, episode. she did. She, like the lights almost went out. And I think it hit me in this moment. So Miguel basically said, yeah, he wouldn't stick around with someone crazy. Yes. And that was the look she gave him because she knows she's crazy. Well, I'm not even going to go that far, but it was the entire scene where there was like an anger in her eyes. I don't know that it was a crazy eye. It was an angry eye. And it was the entire, and when she's talking to camera, you can see it. When she's on the couch talking to him, you can see it. And I go, oh, okay, maybe there is a Jekyll and Hyde here. I believe that. And I and I always say when there's those highest highs, there's those lows, lows. And we've seen the high highs here. So it's only a matter of time before the low lows. And Lindy knows she gets low, get low, mm-hmm. little John. <laughs> Because all she's asking for now, she's preemptively asking for a pardon. She's like, well, I'm going to fuck up and I just want you to be able to give me grace. Like she's basically saying there hasn't really been a fuck up yet, but I know it's coming. I know me. It's coming. So promise me now. Forgive me in advance because it's coming. I mean, that already was a little fuck up. With her losing shit over the health insurance in front of Miguel's best that, friend I, I, and the grape. I didn't really even think that was bad. You don't think it was I if I saw if I witnessed it. It wasn't this, good. It was bad. It was bad. The, I don't know if I'm like too refresh much. My, refresh but, my memory then. I remember them having a conversation where she wanted to be on the health insurance, but like her head didn't spin around in circles. Oh, oh, oh. her head was spinning all around the room. Really? All around the room. She, that was very aggressive. Like mm-hmm. if she had, and she did have the conversation with Miguel, she was also losing her shit. But I almost said, you know what? That's fine. She's emotional. That's just the two of them. Sure. Have that convo, right? Yeah. Be a little yourself. But doing this at a party in front of you, your husband's besties, when she went from, oh my gosh, Miguel is so funny. Like, I love it. To literally, she flipped 180. Yeah. And then just became this upset person over health insurance and mad at Miguel for trying to take away her identity. Yeah. That was bad. Like, for me, because they're married, that was bad. Hmm. Okay. So it was, because I think the conversation, uh, not a great one to have with friends, but again, could be producer encouraged. You're saying even the way she had the conversation her her energy in well, that, that conversation was the bad part. Was the bad part. If, okay. Listen, if she had a conversation with them, like a normal person, yeah. saying like, "Hey, you know, we've been talking about health insurance and the last name. I would like to get on his health insurance. He wants me to take his last name. I would kind of laugh it off. Like we have to figure shit out. Like, you know, we're learning about each other. Haha. Ha, fine. That's fine having that conversation. But it was her tone and how she went from zero to a hundred. Yeah. Okay. And that was the yeah. scary part. That was the big ass red flag, not the conversation itself. Okay. I'm telling you, ever since they initially brought up the health insurance topic, everything's changed. It's like she yeah. only it's like she only signed up for math oh, yeah. to get on someone's health insurance. And when she realized she's did all this, jumped through all these hoops and the plan's not paying off, she's like, fuck. <laughs> all right, let's let's do the couples hang. Let's do the group hang. Everyone is getting dressed and something's happening. 
It's so funny. All the guys were given the same shirt from their wives, and they all put it on, except for Mitch. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I have no sense of humor, but why was why was the stripy shirt funny? It was not funny. It was not funny at all. <laughs> at least give them like a funny shirt, maybe like a shirt with letters so they can spell something oh, funny. Teresa, that's a fantastic idea. Right? But like a shirt that looks like a normal, it's a normal uh, they, shirt. They got it at the gap. Yeah, that's a normal shirt. Not my, not my style. But if you wore it, I would be either. like, I would be like, oh, all right. That's, that's different. Right. But it's a normal shirt. Why? Like go crazy. You did something funny, actually. That wasn't, no one was, no one was even laughing. No, it wasn't good. The, the, the person who was laughing the least was Mitch. And yes. he goes, this is not something I'd wear. Kristen gives it to me. He's like, this is not something I'd wear. And Kristen's like, for this one time, just trust me, please wear it. Mitch will not budge. <laughs> so she has to physically pull him into the bathroom and explain what's happening so that he doesn't look like an idiot. Well, he thinks he would look like an idiot by wearing it, but don't look like an asshole. Go along with the joke. All the other husbands are going to wear this and you don't want to be the, the one person not wearing it. And to me, this shows... That Kristen actually likes Mitch and wants him to look like, oh, I'm cool, go with the flow, Mitch. Because if she didn't like him, if she was fed up with his shit, mm-hmm. she would let him be on that island by himself and he'd show up and yeah. everyone would everyone would be in a clique wearing the shirt and he would be alone and she'd go, yeah, he didn't want to wear it. But the fact that she was like wrestling with him to wear it makes me think, oh, she likes him. She wants to make him look good. Of course she likes him. I know she likes him. I would. Would you like him at this point? No. Exactly. But also, I'm with him on the shirt. <laughs> here's, here's, here's where I, he really loses me. He goes, there's no chance in hell. He goes, he says, Teresa, there's no chance in hell Mitch would ever wear yeah. this shirt. Again with a third person. <laughs> This is not the first time he's done. This is probably the third time he's done third person Mitch. I hate that. We need to stop with the third person Mitch. No, it's, I don't know if you picked up on it. Yesterday I showed you a text message that my trainer sent me, Uh but I was reading the text message and when I showed it to you and I'm like, oh, look, Teresa is getting some love. From my trainer. Uh, Oh, you just third person Teresa? And and I corrected myself. I was like, no, like I got, I got this text message, but it was because I just read my name and I was like, oh, I I cringed myself. I'm like, ew, (laughs) what did I just say? You're also ESL. So I would cut you some slack. Thank you. Mitch. I'm not ESL. I mean. English is your second language. Okay. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ESL. (laughs) (laughs) No, English is probably more your first language now, but it was not your first language growing up um Correct. all right so we go outside morgan and ben are there waiting alexis and justin show up next and they all realize ha 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 we're all matching and mitch and kristen come down and he's actually wearing the shirt and but but he brought a tote bag guess what's in the tote bag three two one change of shirt i mean i'm all for the black shirt sure it looks much better but come on mitch come on yeah. And you it, could it, have you could have sucked it up. And the thing is you put it on. Yeah. So you you wore it. And now Mr. Sustainability, what you're going to waste the shirt? What are you going to do with the shirt now? It's a waste of a shirt. <laughs> it is a waste of a shirt. And the shirt's not the problem. The hat's the problem, Mitch. The hat is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt's fine. 
Yes. The thing is, he's probably like, I really want to wear this hat. The shirt does not go with the hat. I had the whole outfit laid out. The black shirt matches the hat. The the blue striped shirt doesn't match the hat. (laughs) So he's got to change his shirt. But yeah, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Everyone's like looking at him. Mitch is basically saying that Mitch does not like that. Mitch does not like when when people buy him physical things. It's it's giving me responsibility that I have to take on. No one gave you a pet. No one bought you a dog. <laughs> well, there's this is not a responsibility. This is a shirt. Yes, maybe you have to put it in the washing machine once in a while. I like really laughed when he said, I don't want to wear it. I don't want to wear it for another minute. And I have a reason for it. Uh, that was his reason. Oh, he's like, I try not to buy things for people they didn't ask for. It's it's a little materialistic. All right, Mitch, enough, enough. That's that's too far for me. I mean, if I bought you a shirt at this point, I know what you wear, so I would never buy you a shirt. I it might be a waste. Like. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it might be a waste because if you don't wear the shirt, it's a waste. It's not materialistic. Giving no. someone a gift, giving someone a t-shirt as a gift is not materialistic. No. But he also could have said, hey, babe, this is my style, but maybe I can exchange it for something I like more because that's what John does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to waste it, but it's just not materialistic. No, I don't Mitch. think so. Okay. So. All right. Finally. Finally, we get, <laughs> we get our first special guest. And yes, I guess my keyboard turned into check as I was typing her name. Told you it was ESL. Because it says Dr. Pia Holetz. It's Dr. Pia. Oh, but was, it's, my, my, my keyboard was close. It's more like P-U because she stunk. She, she stunk. Uh, most importantly, A, why are you just appearing here now? Like what's going on? And B, why are you having this intimate conversations right. in front of everyone. I get it. It's going to be on TV later on, blah, blah, blah. People are all going to watch it. Sure. But at the moment, when you open up about something like that, yeah. just be the two of you and the therapist. Yeah. Dr. P.U. She could have slid those collar wheels under the doors of the apartments and just been done with the whole thing. She didn't what do you to, mean? She brought out the collar wheels, oh, slide yeah. them under the doors and go home. Like you didn't need to be there. Yeah, no, it's the emotional wheel. The emotional color wheel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, where is there, where's rage on that wheel? It reminded me of the color wheels I had to buy for college. I had them all yes. over the place. Yes. So she hands out the, the color wheels and she wants everyone to share what it felt like when they were hurt. And of course, Mr. Emotion, Justin jumps right in. He loves sharing his emotions. And he says, when I'm hurt, I feel betrayed. But I've adapted. My body's not bulletproof, but close enough. And I'm not cold. But I can become kind of cold. Like, and that's what I'm talking about. This is, ah. Enough, Justin. Oh, like, oh, and he was freestyling. He was freestyling. He wasn't even using the wheel. He was going off the dome with that. <laughs> and Alexis is sitting there almost just laughing. Yes. Like, what is he even saying? And basically her response to that, because when P- Pia. P.U. When Pia. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Pia. Okay, it's when Pia calls her out, Alexis basically says, I don't buy that. I don't buy what he just said. Who, Alexis? Yeah, she said that. He's like, I don't buy it. Well, Dr. P is like, well, he, he may be experiencing a trauma response. And Justin's like, well, that's not it. That's not it. I, I, I haven't stopped being open. And this is where Alexis is like, I, uh, no. Like, I don't know what he's saying. I, I disagree with this. And Justin goes, she doesn't know me that well. 
And that's, ah, he's a baby. He's a baby. But Alex says, I loved her sentence. She got some love for it. She said, when you shut down, you're not helping me to help us. It's not helping you help us. Sure. Yeah. But everyone loved it. I loved it. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Sounds like a song or sounds like it should be in a song. When you give up and shut down, (laughs) it's not helping you (laughs) or us. I could have done better than that. I'm sure she said you're not helping me to help us. I wrote down when you give up and shut down, it's not helping you or us, which Mm. is true. All right. All right. Colin. When you give up <laughs> okay. and you shut down, is not helping you or us. That's it. That's it. Next. Okay. Next on the spotlight, Mitch and Spin Kristen. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. And let's talk about a shirt. Kristen's like, I'm giggling <laughs> looking at the wheel and living in, living, I'm so, wait, what? Oh, living in the surprised and astonished section. Of the wheel. She's surprised and <laughs> astonished. And yeah, she brings up shirt date 2021. And Mitch basically is like, I'm an environmentalist. I don't want other people deciding what I'm going to have or own, especially in a material way. And here we go. Kristen opens up and says that she's losing herself. <sighs> well, first, because first Mitch says there's a point where you compromise too much. That you become a pushover, and that's just not me. That's not Mitch. Mitch is not a pushover. <laughs> you're right. That, you're not a pushover. You're a douche. You're a douche, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, and that's when Kristen's like, yeah, um, I do actually feel like I'm losing myself trying to accommodate Mitch too much. And I think Dr. P is like, you know what? I can't help. You're right. I don't know what I'm doing here. Let's move on to Morgan and Ben. <laughs> Morgan and Ben, they're doing good for now. For now. And then she said this. Back in the yellow zone. The yellow zone is the in-between zone. Why aren't you in the green zone? You just opened up over a Korean barbecue. Yeah. I think that deserves a green zone. Okay. All right. But she she's looking for more. She wants reminders throughout the day that Ben is thinking of her, which this goes back to what I said, probably episode two or episode three. It was the honeymoon. And everyone was like. That was like episode seven. All right. Episode seven. It was like episode five. <laughs> it was somewhere between episode one and nine. But where everyone's like, I don't I don't get it. Why does Morgan want Ben? She seems super self-sufficient. Like she doesn't want to be with anyone. Yeah. And I said, she needs she needs someone to care for her. She's a caregiver. She wants someone to care for her. And finally she comes out and says, I need reminders throughout the day that Ben is thinking of me. I think it was episode six or seven. Okay. Because it was the closing <laughs> dinner. <laughs> but but she just, she comes out and admits it. I need to know that Ben is thinking of me. I need someone to care for me finally. Yeah. I care for other people all day. I need someone to care for me. I need to know that he cares for me. And here's Ben's idea of caring. I said, you look drippy today. Oh, I, I said, you look, I said, you also looked icy. Tomorrow I'll read more Urban Dictionary and I'll have other compliments for you. <laughs> what does it even mean that you look icy? So drip and ice. Allow me to educate you, Teresa. Okay. Your your drip is is what you're well, your fit is what you're wearing, right? Your outfit. Okay. That's what the kids are saying these days. I'll check out that fit. Check out that outfit, right? What dr- who do you hang out when you're not with me? Kids. Um <laughs> but uh, drip and ice. 
that's usually reserved for jewelry as far as I know. Okay. But I suppose he just used it in general terms. Oh, you look drippy today. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. Yeah. But yeah, she wants to hear, ah, you look beautiful. That wouldn't get you excited if I told you you looked drippy today? Well, I don't get it, so not really. Yeah. But yeah, he's looking, she's looking for the word beautiful and great and amazing. That's what I said. That's what I said. I said drippy. I said I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, Lindy and Miguel. Yeah. And Lindy's like, I want Miguel to see my crazy side. Yeah, yeah. Careful. careful it's coming. Careful. Yes. And Miguel's like, well, I saw a snippet and that was enough. I just, sorry, let me just correct myself. I just looked up drippy okay. on Urban Dictionary. Because I'm like, you're not interacting with me. What yeah. are you doing? Drippy, um, pertaining to something cool or awesome, having an abundance of swag. And then the quote is, your outfit is so drippy, where did you get it? So it, it's more than just, it's more than just jewelry. Your drip could be anything. Okay. Icy is swag. Spicy? Swag used to describe clothing or jewelry. So closer on that I one. I still don't get it. Icy? Well, because ice, that's why I always thought it was jewelry because ice is diamonds. Mm. Let's move on. And again, Miguel said... Don't say you never learned something on this podcast. I learned a lot. <laughs> Miguel said that he saw a snippet of it and it was enough. I agree. I, I got a agree. taste of it. I immediately shut it down. And Miguel said, we just need time. Yeah, that's that's what he wants. He says, I got a taste of it. I shut it down. And Lindy says, I have so much respect for you that even when I want to go there, you'll probably reel me in. And Dr. Pia asks Lindy, do you think you're holding back at all? And then he says, yeah, because I respect. I'm coming from a place of respect. And that's where Miguel goes, oh, I just think we need more time. Yes. I don't think he wanted to continue this conversation because he was afraid the crazy is going to come out. It was coming. And last but not least, Stacia and Nate. Stacia is not feeling loved. Yes, we've we've seen this. She wants verbal affirmation and physical affirmation. And she's not getting it. She's feeling lonely and isolated in the abandoned section of the wheel. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget about the wheel. Oh, I, I totally <laughs> forgot about a wheel. Yeah. Um, she's like, I came in showing my feelings early. I was vulnerable, but Nate didn't match me there. They should have They should have said, spin the wheel. So, yeah. You I don't just really watched it recently. Wheel of Fortune? Mm -hmm. uh, not Wheel of no, Fortune. No, no. Price is Right. Yeah. Yeah. The long mic. You don't act right. You don't actually spin the color wheel, the emotional wheel. You don't? No. Nah. They you weren't just, spinning it? You just look at it and you go, oh, I'm happy, so I'm this. And then you can go out farther to ah. define or refine, to refine your emotions. <laughs> yeah. No one needed to do this in a group setting. But Nate's response to this, Teresa, let's talk about this because Stasha's feeling like, ah, I showed my feelings, but I'm not getting anything reciprocated. Nate goes, oh, I'm doing actionable things that show I'm trying. Um, for example, I always wanted to sign up for therapy, so I'm about to sign up for therapy. First of, all, first, of all, this guy's been, <laughs> first of all, this guy's been talking about signing up for therapy for three weeks and still hasn't. So he's not doing anything. He's talking about doing things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of these therapy things advertised on our podcast. So, Nate, just listen. Oh, yeah? Get a, get a coat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard better help, Probably but better I, help. Might be, I might be wrong. Yeah. But, hey, 
they advertise on so many things. Right. Just get a coupon and just sign up already. It. Like yeah. that would drive me nuts. I mm-hmm. hate, and you know it. I've gotten on your case about it. About what? Just do it. Stop, let's stop talking about it. It's just time to do. Right? Yes, I, I get on my own case because I have a few things that I just I've been talking about for years and I haven't oh, done I need, them I need yet. to do this. I need to do that. Well then let's do it. And yeah. it's okay it's okay not to do something. I mean, whatever. But when you say you're going to do it, after three weeks, Nate, do it. Yeah. Especially it's not like, oh, I'm gonna run a marathon. It's like I'm gonna pick up a phone. Yeah. Or I'm gonna go online. Or maybe they wanna do it in person, but still make an appointment, gee. Yeah. <laughs> and use our code. No. <laughs> um so he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Just just have some faith in me or else or I'll start giving up. Give it. You haven't started. There's nothing to give up. Yeah, I'm, nothing, I'm not team Nate anymore. I'm team nothing, no one. I'm team I told you I was team no one with them. All right. After the hang? Yeah, so Stasha and Nate. Stasha. Stasha, damn it. Are you sure? 100 per- I've never been more sure of anything. Okay, Stasha. I've been going with Stasha this whole time, but thank you. Oh, really? I, I think just, so. I just heard Maybe it. I will. Who knows? But Stasha and Nate are back home, and they're just talking about everything. About their issues, yeah. About their issues, and Nate is saying, like, I don't know how else to show it to you that I'm trying. Everyone else I'm sees there. it. People, people realize I'm putting in an effort. Everyone sees my effort, but you. Yes. And Nate feels like she doesn't believe him. And it's a big thing for him. I get it. Trust is a huge thing. I think it just comes from her being so insecure and him getting annoyed. It does, but it also comes from the fact that he's... If anyone's gaslighting, Nate's gaslighting by going over and over again, week after week, I'm putting in so much effort. I'm doing so many things. I'm putting in action. What action? But that's gaslighting? Not really, but okay. but but I'm saying he's prolonging this lie to make to make Stasha question whether he is or he isn't. Like, but is it a lie? Maybe he does. What is do he doing? Things. He yesterday or earlier, whenever that was that he was spinning the wheel. He was going, I'm, I'm taking action. I've wanted to do therapy, so I'm going to sign up. That's not taking action. He's using that as an example of taking action. That's not taking action. That's talking about taking action. True. That's my point is I would be pissed too if I was Stasha and being like, you you say you do these things. What are you doing? Well, he's, don't forget that Stasha wants him to. Like him. But then do it. Yeah. Do it. And it's, I don't know. He gets to the point where he's like, I'm, I don't want to prove myself anymore. I'm reaching the point. I don't want to prove myself anymore. And Sasha says, well, I, I feel like I'm making an effort and you're saying things like you're planning to go to therapy. You're planning to move. Those are future things. And that's my point. She read my mind. Hmm. Everything he's saying is, I'm going to do this. Got she's, it. she's doing actual things or not, but he's talking about doing yeah, He's action. not a doer. He's a talker. He's, a, he's all talk. He's all talk. Yeah, I don't like that. But Stasha wants him to be more open and vulnerable. Yeah. And Nate wants her to be patient. So yes. let's see how these lovebirds going to do. And here's my biggest frustration is I feel like Nate, he he won the season with Stasha. Oh yeah, right. And not to knock anyone else, but 
she's got it all and then some. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, maybe I'll call for therapy next week. That's doing something. Kills me. Kills me. Um, and then we just get this little little snippet of Morgan and Ben on the Nest Cam. And the issue is, as we said earlier, Alexis told Morgan that Ben is saying some things about her to people. Mm-hmm. What? We do not know. We do not know. But Morgan teases. She's talking to the camera and she goes, I'm not going to spill the beans. I'll leave it up to your imagination. That's not teasing. I mean, it is. Well, I think she's going to eventually. He, she better tell us. I think she'll eventually tell us. But that's right. the episode. That's the app. Woo! What a season. It's good. It's good. It is all the seasonings. Mm. Spicy, salty, bitter. All right. I'm hungry. Come on. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dragging on over. All right. That's the episode. Thank you guys for listening. We love talking about the show. We hope you guys are enjoying it too. Follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. It's all happening over there. The messages, the memes, the reels, it's all happening over there, except for when it's not happening over there and it's happening on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We spilled the beans a little bit ourselves earlier and said, Sing a Life has a healthy lead. So the final polling results will come in Friday at 10 p.m. We did not spill the beans. I was predicting. There is a predicted. And we'll find out Friday night. We'll let you guys know if you want that coverage, whatever that coverage happens to be. That's patreon.com slash married to reality. Quickly back to predicting. Isn't there like a beaver that predicts yes. something in January? Yes. Uh, groundhog. Yes. 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 You're like a groundhog? Yes. <laughs> Do we have six more weeks of seeking a sister wife? <laughs> we wish. We wish. Yeah. Uh, I predict we don't. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what we'll see what happens. See what happens. Thank you guys again for the reviews. We appreciate it so much. And last but not least, follow the podcast wherever you're listening. If if you haven't followed it, now's the time to do it. It's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the next episode Woo! is looking. Woo! Looks very Woo! Woo! all right. That is it. I heard our imaginary dog, so I think that means <laughs> I've said it all of you. Soon. I've said it all. All right. That means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.